hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to another, well, this is a whole different episode of Off the Record Podcast, but welcome, welcome. I am honored to be here with the man, the myth, the legend, okay, Mr. David Yontip of Behind the Velvet Rope Podcast. Hello, David. How are you this morning? I mean, thank you for having me. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Like I said, I showed you just a little bit ago. And look, I got my coffee mug just like you. Okay. I, I came ready. I came. Prepared. I cannot do um, an episode of my Behind the Velvet Row podcast without my coffee. I've been, <laughs> I've been drunk once on air and 99.9% .9 of the other time. It's all just coffee, coffee, and more coffee. I have been drunk plenty of times. Trust me. I've been drunk so many times on my show. It's actually embarrassing. <laughs> it's okay. Right, share too many things I didn't want to share, but hey, it is what it is. Okay, so again, I'm so, I just want to start off by really giving you your flowers because this is a big moment for me. And I, let me just start off by saying that, like, I am a huge fan. I love your podcast. You're, so I do have a podcast, obviously, but you're the only other podcast actually that I listen to. I love your takes. I love you and Kim D. That was the initial I guess the initial start of me getting into your podcast, I was scrolling on YouTube and saw you and Kim D breaking down something about Real Housewives in New Jersey. And I was like, okay, I'm interested. Let me get in this. And since that video, I have been a big fan. So I just want to say thank you so, so, so much from the bottom of my heart for coming on and doing this with me. I mean, this means a lot to me. This is a big deal for me. You are welcome. And those chats with Kim D, I swear, who knew? They they have become everyone's favorite day of the week. Like, I could not have predicted this. I literally wait for Saturdays to come for the Kim D episode because I love them so much. Like, I, I'm telling you, that was like my gateway. It really got me back into Real Housewives of New Jersey as well. Like, it got me back interested in the show. So, but we'll go over all that in a little bit. But I just want to start off by saying again, thank you so much for doing this. I'm a big fan. So this is pretty big for me. Uh, so go ahead. Oh, thank you. So uh, go ahead and just start by telling me a little bit about you and how, and, and my listeners, about you and how you kind of got into all the podcasting thing, because I'm very interested to hear about that. So I mean, right. So my podcast behind the velvet rope, it's seven days a week. It is an interview with like, it's mostly Bravo people, but we interview real celebrities too, but it's a different yes. interview every day of the week with the caveat that two days a week, we talk just, we dish celebrity gossip and mostly Bravo and mostly housewives. So, I mean, I have had everyone on my show. I mean, really every housewife you could imagine, like Countess Luann, Sonia Morgan, um, Sutton Strack. I mean, we could just keep going. Giselle from Potomac, Candy Burris. So we've had like every housewife. It's just a bunch of interviews. And then we just dish the tea the other two days of the week and just <laughs> get to the bottom of all that's going on. So like I tell people, if you love Bravo and pop culture, we do cover other shows too, but it's really just, it's a lot of housewives and reality TV interviews, mostly Bravo. And I guess it is. Oh, go ahead. No, and I was going to say, like, I just fell into it. Like, I was hanging out with these housewives. And so, really, when my show started, it was, like, you're hanging out with these people and, like, these stories, I don't know, like, are, are they interesting? Does anyone care what happened last night at the bar with, you know, whoever? And then I started, so when I started, it really was kind of, like, Wendy Williams style of, like, we're going to hang out, but I'm going to talk about this on air tomorrow. And so just be forewarned. <laughs> so it's kind of, that's what it is, and that's what it's become, and it kind of just works. 
And that's, uh, see, and you kind of actually answered, well, you kind of kind of went into one of my questions, but that's why I wanted to know, how did you, I guess, get into the whole fold? So you were already hanging out with a lot of these people. You already kind of knew them on a personal level. That's how it kind of manifested in a sense. Kind of, you know, it's like, listen, like I live in New York City most of the year. So you do have these reality shows that are in New York. You have Jersey Housewives and New York Housewives and Jersey Shore. And so I don't know, like a lot of reality people hang out with each other. And so it just kind of happened and it was organic. And then one thing led to another. And the next thing you know, it was what it was. And I'm like, these stories to me, you know, I almost equate it to like being a child of a celebrity, like it's your normal life, right? Like Blue Ivy, that's her norm. But at some point you have to realize like your parents, Beyonce and Jay-Z are probably not the average parents out there. So I had these stories and I'm like, I find none of these so interesting, but to someone, and that's where the name came from behind the velvet rope. I'm like, you know, to someone Mm. that's maybe not hanging out with this person, maybe they are interested that she had another drink, fell off the bar stool, went home with someone. I'm like, so let's see, is, is anyone really interested in these stories? And that's kind of when I turned the mic on and that's when I'm like oh man people want all the little details that I might not find interesting but if I step out of the situation I'm in to everyone else this might be an interesting story and that's just kind of how it all took effect but I think it is interesting and one thing I I love about really you I think your delivery is so perfect and I think that's why I was so excited really to get you on the podcast because I know you're a talker because I like I listened to your podcast and I was like okay he's a talker I'm a talker this is probably a good moment this is a good mashup but I think the way you deliver everything is it's like perfect because it's candid but it's very funny and it's lighthearted. and I mean until you get down with a bitch until you have to read a bitch like how you read Miss Malaya Gorga. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think the way you deliver it is very authentic and it's not try hard and it, it's very easy to digest. And I think that's one of the best things about your podcast. It's very easy listening, I, I would say. And, and like I said, the way you deliver things is it's like perfect, really, 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 really good. Like, so I almost study that in a sense. I love it. And that's really kind of the point you know listen uh, there's a lot of bravo podcasts out there that i have heard clips of and i'm like i just think that's to me the biggest turnoff is when someone's trying too hard you know trying to be funny trying to be shocking it's like you know we're not trying here behind the velvet rope we're just dishing the dirt and right when we have to read a bitch we're gonna read a bitch and It just is what it is, you know, and yeah, and the interviews are different. The interviews are not about me. It's all about the other person. It's really just getting the tea that like you want to hear. And so it's kind of like a different skill set, you know, the interviews versus like the days that I'm dishing the celebrity gossip dirt with Kim D from New Jersey or so it's just like a different I'm kind of like you go back and forth between the two. Yeah, but again, you do it to me with such ease and it doesn't feel like I guess forced or it doesn't feel like contrived like literally like how you can go from interviewing or just having your son uh, Saturday dish tea sessions with Kim D and literally sit down with Bo Deedle and have a really great interview which your interview with him was very very good I will say Uh, thank you yes I was like hello iconic you got the legend Bo Deedle uh now 
I also want to know, like, so kind of how we're talking about your podcast. Did you really ever think it would get to the magnitude or the level that it is now? I mean, and I actually have it written down here. You've been mentioned in publications like that many people would like to die behind, die for. Vanity Fair, The Today Show, The Wall Street Journal, TMZ, Page Six, your friends at Page Six, <laughs> The Wall Street Journal. I mean, literally, like, and so many more, like, how does that make you feel that your podcast really has kind of, you know, touched and been seen by millions of people, really? I mean, I never could have predicted it, to be honest with you. Uh, it really wasn't. I don't even know. Like, I think when I started this, I don't know if there was such a goal, but the mm -hmm. more things started happening and these publications started reaching out and like covering it and it really just turned. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm humbled, first of all, to answer your question. Right. I never expected this per se. But once all that started happening, just something in me went from like, this is a hobby to this is a business to like, this is a real business. And there's no more emotions involved because now it is yeah. like, it's this is a business. So it's all become about, I mean, look, it's of course about doing the job and doing good work and putting it out right. a product people love, but like, I'm, I'm really into the behind the scenes numbers and you know yeah. what this means and what's happening. So it's really become like a full-time business, which I mean, I it's guess. It's great for you. Yeah. It's great for you. I mean, cause I think I'm in that stage that you kind of just mentioned too because like i'm a new podcast i've been doing this for a little over a year okay which is why i still think that it is great that i got you i, I just i keep i'm gonna keep saying that because i'm just so happy because i just think that is amazing like there's somebody of your stature of course and you're humble and i don't think you think of yourself in that way but i guess for me as you being the only other podcast that i listen to like that's pretty big for me and a, a year in i'm like hell the fuck yeah i'm happy about that shit well, I was going to say with seven days a week, we're the only podcast you need to listen to other than your own. Because <laughs> it's, That's right. There's, I mean, people are always like, oh my God. And I'm like, this is, we're just going to keep putting out content. I mean, I can't keep up fast enough. You know, when I went to seven days a week, I said one day, it really, that too was temporary. It was supposed to just be temporary and, and, you know, we're going to run out of content and we can't keep up this pace. And, but it's just the opposite. Like, I mean, I could put out 14 shows a week and people seem to want to listen. And like, I just have a lot of content that I can't keep up with. So we're seven days a week. We're not going to put out more than seven shows a week, but we can keep someone busy every day if they would like to. And I think that's really become like, people will tell me like, oh, you're my morning coffee. You're my afternoon run or so. It's like, it's become an everyday thing. Yeah, but see, that's the beauty of it too. Now, I guess, how do you manage all of that? Because I think for me, especially in which, and even hearing you say like, take your emotions out of it. I think that's probably been one of my bigger struggles is because, I mean, of course, like this is you, what you do. This is like what you're dedicated to, but you also have your life outside of here. And I think that's the balance. I feel like I've been trying to really manage. I think I've done well so far. I really have done a pretty good job of like keeping out content and stuff like that. But I, I, I guess hearing from you, somebody who's been doing this you know for a while how do you manage to kind of keep your i guess emotions out of it and be able to delegate between the two of like this is podcast you know energy or this is like everything else dealing with everything else how do you split your energy i guess to be able to balance it all 
I mean, look, I'm myself on air, right? Like you are yourself, but in a way, I guess you are a heightened version of yourself. I mean, you do, I don't know. And like, people are always like, people don't realize this, but I really, really am totally fine to never, ever talk about Real Housewives or Bravo when I'm not on air now. It's, it's... I'm fine to never talk about it. Like I yeah. split my time between New York and LA. And when I was in LA, I have friends there that from New York that are there for three months and they were having this goodbye party and it was a whole thing. I thought it was just like a goodbye dinner. No, you people had name cards and I'm like, okay, I guess this is more formal. Than Ooh, I, it was like a real, right. It was a real like Sutton Strack moment of like here are the <laughs> name cards. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And, you know, then I sit down and I'm like, oh, my friend purposely seats me next to these two guys, one across from me, one next to me who just love Bravo. This isn't a coincidence. I know you did this on purpose. They say they listen to the podcast and all of this is fine. Love all of this. And then they just want to talk the entire dinner. Who's your favorite housewife? What's this one like? What's that one like? And I'm like, not if we're going away dinner. Right. And like, I'll engage. It's fine. But it's just so it really has become we're like, I'm like, oh, can we talk about anything else? I mean, right. anything, I mean, any topic. So I think that's how I did. It's it's kind of come full circle. It's really. Yeah. I go to some housewife events. I just went to the premiere of Crappy Lake, like Luann invited oh. me. So I went. But I'm OK to not do any of that anymore and just. <laughs> not have it be part of my personal life it is it seeps in but i feel like that's kind of how i divide the energy and i feel when people meet me they feel that i am much nicer like i think i'm a nicer version of myself as a real person i mean i could get a little messy on air you don't think think you're mean no i I think that's why i was super excited well i was nervous i'm not gonna i was nervous yesterday but then coming in today i was very excited because i was just kind of like again i know he's chatty i'm chatty so i was like there's nothing really to be nervous about it's almost like talking to someone and maybe that's my own doing getting super familiar with people that i don't know (laughs) but like i feel like i was already like kind of knew you in a sense i didn't know much about you but i kind of knew a little bit of you you, does that make sense? Yeah. So I was totally. kind of like, yeah. So I was kind of like, okay, like, cool. This will be a, a breeze. But so that's good. I guess you have to learn how to differentiate. I think the difference, though, unfortunately, probably with my podcast, which I probably need to start kind of maybe looking at it at the same in the same vein as you. I talk about a lot of personal things. Like I talk about a lot of like personal growth, a lot of like you know things that happen in my life that I share to inspire and maybe help somebody else get through a hard time. So I think I put a lot of myself in my work, and I think that's where the difference is. Where almost I guess in a sense, since it is uh, Bravo or like other people, you can kind of detach. I feel like that's that's a but that's a good thing in a lot of ways though, because again, I feel like I carry my shit with me like wherever I go I carry my own stories I carry my own baggage whatever the fuck I mean like some of my personal stuff seeps in more just on the day of the week like I tell people like people will literally say well you said this three days ago I'm like girl if you're listening to every word I say you're gonna drive yourself crazy (laughs) because I mean I don't remember what I say and I change with the 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 days and so I mean one day you're feeling one thing and so It's like that type of stuff, I guess I bring in like some of my moods of the day per se, even though it's professional, but you know, I'm like, maybe I wouldn't be so angry about this tomorrow. Maybe I wouldn't be on as much of a soapbox. 
Uh, you know, so it's like <laughs> it, that, that stuff kind of seeps in, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, but I guess it's only natural in a sense because, again, you are being yourself on camera. So when, however you show up that day is just how you show up. And, yeah, I, I think that's very good. So, like I, I was saying, too, also, I, I, since I've been doing this only a little bit over a year, I guess as you as an experience, besides that, what, what other advice do you think you could give maybe another person that's wanting to start a podcast or that already has been doing it and wants to maybe kind of see a little bit more success or get a little bit more under their belt, I guess I'll say. I think I like, think <laughs> I think like maybe tune out the noise and like focus on yourself. Like don't focus on the competition do the job first and really, I guess, do look at the numbers. I mean, that's kind of my show has changed. Like my show went from this Wendy Williams style to like these interviews to like one day I woke up and I was like, if I'm really going to look at the numbers of what shows are doing well, I don't know how, but these two gossip shows I do every week where I just don't, which are way less preparation. I mean, the interviews you have to prepare for this and that, and this is, you have to do research, but I'm like these two gossip shows that I do, I'm like, these are like the highest rated shows, which wow. And they're a thousand times easier. So that's where it became like, <laughs> why are we putting out an inner? So to me, it's like, focus on yourself. Don't worry about the competition. Like nobody is you. Your use mm. really is no competition. And kind of like for me, because it became a business, like looking at exactly. the numbers of like, well, these are the shows I didn't necessarily think were the more popular ones, but they are. So like, and be flexible to pivot. I mean, at some mm. point you got to do what you want because it's yours. But if the audience wants you to do this, I mean, that is what pays the bills. So you're like, okay, we're going to do this. So it's like, it's kind of like within reason, just being malleable and, and going. I mean, at some point you have to say, this is what the people want. If the people want yeah. Bethany Frankel on Housewives. At some point she has to say, I give up. I'm just going to talk about Housewives now because that seems to be what and all. And that's all she talks about yeah. now anyways. That but... is all she talks about now anyways. <laughs> but I think and that is perfect uh, like being flexible in a sense because I, I've noticed that too like so I did uh, like a trial I guess I'll say where I did a Hot Topics epi episode and just kind of did my Wendy Williams style Hot Topics and that actually was probably one of my higher rated episodes and so I guess it's more about don't be like you said don't be afraid to pivot I think that is perfect because really I, I think I can take that advice for myself don't be afraid to pivot i mean even doing this i'm so used to being in studio like i have a studio that i uh that i you know shoot my content in so this is like a whole new pivot for me in a sense but i actually enjoy this way more because it's on my own dime and it's on my own time okay and i can do it whenever and however i want to help do it so i like that so i think that's wise advice i will take that for sure Okay, so getting still into the podcast, we haven't gotten off the podcast yet. So I know you've had so many stars, as you said before, so many stars uh, have come on your show and have done interviews with you, like Candy Burris, who I love and I really want on my podcast. And I actually just reached out to someone the other day trying to get that in the works because I love Candy. I respect her so much. Uh, Bo Dito, as I said earlier earlier uh janice dickinson suzanne summers melissa rivers like you really kind of indulged yourself in this so who has been your favorite uh interview that you've had thus far 
I mean, I feel like it changes so often. I mean, Janice Dickinson, first of all, is one of the, she's just off the oh, chart. She will say anything. So I feel like she's been on three times. So like this past time she was just on, I was not excited is not really the word, but it's truly that like, she's already been on. It was great. But like, <laughs> but if I think back to the first time I got Janice, I was like, oh my God, this is major. So yeah. she's certainly up there as one of the best of all. The housewife right. we've had on the most is Luann. Luann has been on like eight times. So like Luann holds- Oh, wow. List. Yeah, she's been on a lot. And then there's something that's so current. Like if you mentioned Bo Deedle or like Alison Dubois, you know, come the psychic who said, you know, Mauricio will never fill you. Now she comes. I so it's like, there's, yeah, there's things that are just really timely where it's mm -hmm. now on like a Monday and you're like, my week is hell, but oh my God, like I can have Bo Deedle on tomorrow and put it out next week. And so there's things right. that are really like, timely where those things hit hard and it's like wow we have to change around the whole week but that's where you feel like you're chasing a story and like in a kind of an exciting yeah. way yeah so would you prefer the timely ones or do you prefer the ones where you i guess like the janice dickinson where you can kind of just sit down and actually kind of like shoot the shit with a person or do you prefer the chasing the story which one gives you the most excitement out of that i mean both like chasing the story <laughs> is Chasing the story is great because I've been doing this for so long. Like I know when something's going to be huge. Like I knew the Bo Deedle chat was going to be huge. Like I knew the Alison Dubois commenting now that she was right 13 years later about Kyla Mauricio. I knew that was going to be huge. So it's like chasing the story is exciting. It is. It's like, oh my God. But at this, because it really is the stars have to align. Like, you right. have to, like, I know Allison. Now I know Bo. So it's like, you have to really, but the timing has to work out. They have to be willing to do it within a matter of like three or four days because it has to go out the next week. So it's really exciting and it is such an adrenaline rush. And you know, it's going to be a huge episode and you're going to get ratings. But, but, but it is a hell of a lot of fucking work because- literally my week is planned out now. And then this something happens and this person wants to record in two days. So now it's like, I have to change my schedule, prepare for the interview, which could right. take, take its own, its own thing, its own thing, interview the person and then edit it and process it and get all of that ready to go out right away. So it's amazing. But there are so many things, other shows, like other shows had to be bumped for Bo Deedle. Other shows had to be bumped for Allison. And that's fine. You just push them to a later date, but you're just like bumping is always, it's just, it's a lot of work. That's all. So yeah. you, hate, you hate it, but you love it at the same time. Right. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely see that. I can definitely see that. So which I guess I like I said, who's been your favorite? But now who do you who is someone that you would love to get on your podcast that you have not yet gotten or maybe that we haven't seen yet? Because I'm sure you have a lot in the in the can ready for ready for your listeners. I have a lot in the can. I mean, I really want Lisa Rinna. I, I want Lisa Rinna Ooh. or maybe a Kathy Hilton, but I would love Lisa Rinna. Do you think Rena would do it? Because didn't she block you? She blocked me. She also doesn't do a lot of podcasts. She's really, 
that like let me brand myself as better than I mean especially now that she's not on housewives she did block me which every time I get blocked I'm like man there are so many people that should block me and then the ones that block me are not the ones that really should I've never said anything bad about Lisa Rinna I think she's great I have just said yeah I've just said that she was fired from the real housewives and I guess since she's out there saying that she left and Andy Cohn has whatever, some story about a text message. I don't care how the words play itself out. I mean, Lisa Rinna did not walk away from a $1 million, 800000 whatever it was she was getting in year eight on her own. I'm sorry. I don't, I believe that 100%. See, that's why I, I, I really enjoy your takes because I believe most of the stuff you say because I feel like you, you see it in different lenses. And I agree with that too. And I think you also said at one particular time that you think that Kathy might have had something to do with Rena getting excommunicado. And I believe that as well. That was just way too much drama. But you would love to get Rena. I think that would be very interesting actually to see you get Rena. But she would have to, which I feel like she, prides herself on that person of, you know, saying it, owning it and all that shit. So I don't know why she would not do it, but I feel like she wouldn't do it just because I feel like she would be scared probably to hear what you have to say. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, if I'm coming for you, I'm not coming for you when you're in an interview, then it really isn't about me. It's like, I'm now a journalist and I'm trying to get you to answer questions. And if the audience thinks you're telling the truth, great. If the audience thinks you're lying, great. It's really not my job to criticize what you're saying. I mean, I'll push mm. back and try to get other things, but it's not really about me at this point. You know, it's about you. I mean, then, you know, I will. I mean, I also spill the tea of behind the scenes. So it's like, if you come on and we have a great time and now you're driving me crazy wanting an edit I mean, eventually I'm going to just going to reveal all these things you're texting me behind the scenes. Like just the <laughs> bottom line is don't drive me crazy. Just be a nice person and we won't have anything to reveal. Have you ever actually had a run-in with Rena ever? Have you ever I mean, met her? I've met her many times. I have pictures somewhere on my Instagram with her every time I met her. I mean, she's okay. She's okay. She's okay. Like, I don't really know. Listen, a lot of these people know exactly who I am. Rena, I'm not convinced I'm not sure Lisa Ren is running her own social really. And I'm not hedging, you know, I'm sure, but I, whoever blocked me, like, I, I just think Ren is one of those that has a team that does her social media. I'm just, I don't know why I feel that. I just feel that about her. I feel that about a lot. I mean, a lot of the housewives do many don't, but I think with Rena, there's probably a team involved. Well, maybe she gave it up during the whole disaster, like when Andy said she was a disaster on social media. Maybe I'm sure that probably would have probably been smarter for her to give it up during that time because she did have a lot going around surrounding her mother and all that kind of stuff and the show because the show was not really easy on her either. And I, I mean, and we're going to do Housewives dish for sure. I, I have a little thing. It's called the Housewives Rundown for you. But um, okay. Yeah, right. I came prepared, Mr. Yant. If I had the legend on here, I had to be ready. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so let's get to our housewives rundown. So of let's course do you it. are you are the king of this. So I want to get your perspective and your interesting takes on a couple shows that I actually enjoy. Um, we're gonna go kind of in some kind of sequence, but so I want to start off with the new Roni girls. So we just the new season of Roni has just started. What is really your overall thoughts? 
of the new season and the new girls. I like them. I'm not, no, I don't know if I'm 100% sold in a sense. I like the show. I think it's fresher. I do, I do enjoy that it is basically new. It's like a whole new vibe, whole new ladies, but I, I don't really know yet. I mean, we're only two episodes in because I guess the second episode just aired last night. So we're two episodes in, but what are your thoughts? Like, what do you really think of the new ladies? I don't really know either. I mean, the first <laughs> episode, the ratings weren't great. I okay. am now, you know, I had side to Silva on my show. We did an in-person. So I love her because her team reached out and she wanted to come on. And so, you know, once I meet you and she was wonderful, wonderful in real life. So once you do that, now I love you outside of the show. <laughs> you know, <sighs> Jenna isn't my favorite. Bryn, wow. Bryn, Bryn isn't my favorite. And I, <laughs> I I feel mixed like you do. I feel like it's not bad, but then you're like, why am I forcing myself to watch something that I'm not even sure if I love? It's like a, yeah. a bigger, it's like an existential, like, do I really want to go down this road with this whole new group of people? I think that's the hesitation, right? Are you super familiar with the Roni's season's past? Is that why you feel that kind of trepidation about getting into the new girls? Yeah, and just like, man, like I'm so busy with this for a job. It's just more like, I don't know, like, shouldn't it be easy? But to your point, it's only the second episode. So should we really feel connected to two people after two episodes? There's a lot more. But I do think the buzz on it is good. And I think... It, uh, my DMs are flooded with such mixed reactions. So many people are either like, I wanted to hate it and I don't. And a lot of other people are like, I'm just not watching a new group of people. So I don't know. I think I was going to be interesting over the next few weeks to see if ratings increase because of some of the buzz or right. decrease because people well, you know, are like, I watched it and I'm, I'm over it. I'm interested. Why is why do you feel uh, like why don't you particularly care for Jenna and Brynn? Because I actually think those two were my two favorites of the show. Because really? I, I felt like I felt like Erin was a little subdued. Like I, I felt like I didn't really get much out of her. Like she was just kind of there. Sai, uh, she was very beautiful, but I kind of felt the same about. Aaron, like very subdued, kind of laid back, not really getting in the mix. Granted, again, we are only in the second episode, so we don't know them really yet. We haven't seen them fully actualized or realized. Jessel and Uba. I like Uba. I do like Uba. Jessel, eh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, she kind of falls with Aaron inside of me, not really bringing much. I guess the whole thing with the Jenna thing, I was so intrigued with the whole J. Crew, and like I was wanting to kind of I don't know. I was just invested in her, I guess, as far as that. And then Brynn, I just think Brynn's fucking funny. I think she's fucking hilarious. I like how she's just so... She feels like somebody I would hang out with, like some of my homegirls, like that I would hang out with. So that's maybe why I like her. But what about you? Why don't you really care for Jenna or Brynn? Like, why are they clicking down? <laughs> the only reason why with Brynn is like, is she authentic or is she thirsty? Like, I don't like when you try, like she was on Watch What Happens and she's saying to Andy like, oh, is it okay if I show a little nipple? And I just don't like when you try to be like so over the top. Like if you're really over the top, okay. But I don't want, as soon as I think you're trying to have your moment, I'm so turned off. So I just am like, is Bryn a little thirsty? That's all. It's just a question. Is she a little thirsty or is this really just who she is? 
I can see that though. I can see that. I can. I've seen other people actually call that out as well on social media. So I can see that. I, and I, I don't know. I guess the only time will tell. Only time will tell. This is like our authentic personality. Because regardless, when you're on that show, everything kind of comes catches up to you. So if that's not really who you are, it's definitely gonna get exposed and it's gonna come out. And it's gonna be worse when you could have just been yourself in the very fucking beginning. Yeah. And Jenna. What's the thing about Jenna? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what it is? I know so many people that now listen, we all know you get a reputation. It's not like hearsay. So who knows? But I just know a lot of people. We don't travel in exactly the same circles in New York, but we travel minus one degree. So I know so many people that know her. And you know, they're just there's not they don't have the best things to say about her so maybe in my defense or in jenna's defense i am biased because of there's been things in my ears for months about her so maybe that's not me really taking what i see on the screen and it's just me i don't know what you know yeah maybe yeah. So maybe, Ooh. maybe I haven't been fair to you, Jen Alliance. Maybe I have not been fair and I need to rewatch and really focus on you and maybe give you more of a chance. But hey, if you're in that degree of separation, just that one degree of separation, there might be a little truth to that. You got to keep your eyes peeled. But again, we, we, we're, we don't know yet. We don't know yet. No, it's just starting. And I think, listen, I think it has potential, right? I think it has potential. I definitely do. Like I, I, when I watched the first episode, I really was like, okay, this is literally like a brand new show, like a brand new feel. It is fresher. I feel like you can kind of tell that, but I guess it would be interesting because I thought the whole first episode with them arguing about cheese was so dumb. And I was just like, where is this going? Like, are, if this is where it's going to go, I don't really see it doing much, but again, we're still, we're at the very, very beginning. So I guess we're kind of have like super harsh criticism. Well, I do. I can't put that on you. <laughs> I have a harsh criticism of it. But it's like, I want you to bring it to me. Like, come on now, we're getting this thing, Jen, back up. Like, we need something to kind of separate you from the prior Roni. And I just feel like the cheese thing, I was like, that's falling flat for me. But I, I like the girls overall. I like that they're fresh. It's new. It does feel very hip and very young. I do like that. It reminds me kind of of like, if you think of like a now version of, um, oh, uh, The Hills. Like that young, vibrant yeah. kind of thing. I like that. But I just think the girls don't really have strong personalities. And the ones that do, like a brand, it seems forced or fake because everybody else is so bland <laughs> yeah so bland. You know, like she kind of sticks out yeah yes and yes I agree with all of that I think it's young and hip and fresh and hills ish and it just it's going to be interesting to see kind of how it all plays out absolutely okay so since most people do actually enjoy the refresh that Roni did get. Do you think any other city, and which other city do you think should also get a refresh? If any, if any. I think lots of cities should get a refresh. I mean, this is gonna be a very controversial statement, but if you really boil it, it down, uh, I feel Atlanta needs something. That was next up, yes, yes. 
Yes. Which is so crazy because you have all-stars. Candy Burris is an all-star. Kenya Moore is an all-star. Sheree has had some of the best lines in history. Marlo's a lot extra and is trying everything in the world. But okay, I mean, we've still had her forever. Like, this should be a blockbuster show. We have such, yeah. all the elements are there. But like, right. what are we doing? What are we doing? It's falling flat, man. It's really falling flat. And that actually, yes, I so agree. But now, I guess with that, like you said, we have the all-stars. We have Candy, we have Kenya, like Sheree. I, I personally, okay, if I had my choice on like who to take, who to keep, I would literally say I would keep Candy, Kenya. To me, those are the only two I feel like really are, and I, I know everybody else thinks that other girls are carrying the show this season or whatever. Uh, now, I think the um, all-stars, like you said, on Atlanta, like Candy and Kenya, I feel like they have to stay. I feel like they really need to stay because they're they're the show, especially Candy. Candy is quintessential Atlanta. Like she is Atlanta roots. She knows every damn body in Atlanta. She's got a million businesses in Atlanta. I feel like she gives the show some type of credibility and Andy loves candy. I was just watching on uh, Watch What Happens Live last night. They He loves and respects candy so much. And I'm not really sure why. Well, I'm, I'm sure why. She's the GOAT. I love candy. But yes, I think them two have to say, but literally everybody else, Drew, Sanya, everybody needs to go. They're boring. I like Drew. I would probably keep Drew as a friend. But Sanya, boring. Marlo, like you said, creating drama that's not there. She's been around for a long time, yes, and I think that is worth something. But she was better to me in a friend capacity. Now that she's got her peach, she's just doing the most ridiculous shit to get camera time. And I think it looks bad. It, it comes off very thirsty. It comes off very try hard. And I just feel like that's got to go. Who else is on the Courtney? Boring. What is she doing? Just trying to start shit. Like, I really agree with you that Atlanta is the next one that needs a refresh. I just don't think they need to get rid of everyone. What, I guess, do you think Sheree's comeback has really done anything? I don't. I, I really don't. I think it's take it or leave it. I completely agree with you on this. First of all, I think Andy is, whether he wants to admit it or not, I think he is swayed and he has stars in his eyes when someone has a ton of money and Candy has a ton of money. He does love Candy. When Candy was on my show, she said, you know, I think the reason Andy loves me is because I don't complain. I've never asked for an edit. I mean, these girls from all franchises, they will be like this and that. And I mean, it doesn't get you anywhere, but you know, people <laughs> come on my show and say things and then want an edit. And I'm like, you're not getting a fucking edit. Why did you open your mouth and say this? It's not my problem. So right. Andy thinks it's because she understands the assignment and doesn't bother Andy. But I agree with you. Andy absolutely loves Candy. It's just that simple. I think Candy is one of these housewives who everyone says she's boring and this and that. To me, she elevates the show. She's bigger than the show. I mean, she's Candy fucking Burris. So I wouldn't That's go right. turn. And she does the job. If you come at her and come for her family, she will snap. So it's not that she's right. so boring. She just, why create unnecessary drama when you don't have to? I think you keep her. And I think Kenya Moore is, I'm sorry, she is the all-star of this entire cast of Atlanta. I agree. I agree. I think Kenya is so good at the job. She is so great. Eh, Sheree, you know, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, boring. Boring. She's an OG. We respect the OGs, but she's like, what really has she contributed 
to the show. I mean, I guess last season, the whole She by Charade spectacle and everything. And that was, I guess, good for the moment. But now this season, really, there's nothing that I can really pinpoint that she's really brought that I think is of value to the franchise, really. Like, we love Charade, but what is she doing? What is she doing? I'm not really sure either. I, I I would agree with you. She's, you know, she's a little boring to me. I think if you're <laughs> going to keep anyone, those are the two that you keep. And Marlo is just, it's it's too much. It's coming across as thirsty and desperate and you want to hold on to your peach and all of that's great, but it's like she's throwing the kitchen sink in there. It's too much. It's too much. It's too much. And it's and it's not necessary. And I and I get I get that everybody can't have a candy approach, like you said, like where it's if it's not creating unnecessary drama. I know everybody's not built the same way or made the same way, but I just feel like she has to look at the show and know that it looks bad how she's trying to especially this season creating all this drama about your nephew passing and trying to attach it to candy i just like why like what is the what are you trying to get out of that and i think it makes the show look terrible like it, it's kind of made it sour in a sense like where i think it wasn't as extreme as uh beverly hills last season where it was so toxic but it's in the same vein i would think like where people are kind of turned off by those kind of antics because it doesn't feel authentic it doesn't feel genuine and she's to me the cause of that. yeah <laughs> the cause of that you know so okay yeah. so you Atlanta needs a refresh. And you agree that, again, like we we both said, that Ken, Candy and Kenya really are the ones that have to kind of stay around, I think. Like, they really carry that show to me. They're the anchors of that show. Now that we lost NeNe, of course, I would love for NeNe to come back. But even her, she got insufferable after a while to where that's why they clipped her, too, you know? I'm okay without okay. NeNe, yes. Oh, are you so you would never so if there was a possibility for her to come back, you would not want her to come back or you wouldn't really care? I think if you brought back Nini and Kim together and you saw Nini and Ooh, Kim, yes. to me that would be great. I think I first of all, I don't think Nini can ever come back because of the lawsuit and all of that. But I think if Nini came back as an ensemble player, she could be great. If she comes back to just overpower the whole show and it's the nini show i mean haven't we already seen that i'm not missing i don't miss nini as much as everyone in the world does but i think atlanta is just off the track it's something it's like i don't know why it's just it should be so good because you have such great people it's just it this i'm i am bored of this season of atlanta and i was bored last season too i was bored yeah. What do you really think, I guess, it would take? Like, do you really think a cash shakeup is really what it needs, or is it something else that is missing? Because really, Atlanta used to be the sparkle. Like, Atlanta used to bring it season after season after season. I mean, literally, when I think back of Housewives, I always think of Atlanta, because I have been watching Real Housewives of Atlanta from the beginning. I remember my mom, my aunt, they would get together and watch the reunions, and so, like, that show has been with me since I was a young a young teenager you know so I guess what do you think that it's missing or what could be brought to spice it up or just I guess re re I don't know rejuvenated it's like it's dry it's I don't know I don't know because if you start changing out the cast if you change out the cast and you keep some I think they need like 
look, I mean, we got lucky with Erica Jane. Look what happened to Jen Shaw. Luann gets a divorce after being married to Tom. And now in Potomac, we have this SmackDown, which we just witnessed in that video. So it's like, I think Atlanta needs like a real life event as opposed to like knocking on each, we have Teresa versus Melissa in New Jersey. I think Atlanta needs something real to happen, like rather than the cast, you know, the producers like, so what's your storyline going to be? So what's your storyline going to be? Blah, blah, blah. I think they need something real to happen. I I agree with that, actually. I agree with that. And that was actually, I agree with that. I actually really like that take. And I think that's probably what it is going to take because like even with Kenya, with her divorce, she's not really sharing much about it. Now, I don't think she really can because Mark seems, you know, you know, off the rocker or whatever. But yeah, I agree with that. So moving on to Beverly Hills. Okay. So after 27 years of marriage, Kyle and Mauricio confirmed that they have been separating or they are going to separate or now I guess they're not going to separate. What the hell is going on with that? Do you really think it's going to come down to them actually divorcing? I don't. I, I don't see them really splitting like that. I would like them to. I actually like them as a couple. I love them, actually. So I don't want them to. Maybe that's the selfish thing of me. <laughs> it's not about me anyways. It's their marriage. But what do you? what is your take on that? Do you really think after 27 years they're ready to throw in the town? I feel that I kind of, I'm I'm torn on this because now I have a different view of their marriage. Now I don't think it's this happy marriage that they've had for 27 years. I think it's like, it's a marriage of convenience. Like, so in a sense, it's like, that almost leads me to think maybe they won't divorce. Like it's working, right? Whatever it is, it's working. And they're trying to make it work. And I think, right. They're trying to make it work, quote unquote. I think they, I don't think they, hate each other i think so i think you know um i think like they could just they could stay together right like i think it almost works it it does work and i think it is out of convenience almost in a sense which is kind of crazy to think but aren't most marriages in a, a lot of ways especially in hollywood out of convenience i mean a lot of them are business plays you know for the look of it like they're not really happy which i i hope that they are happy but you know and so again you've had alice and dubois on your show a few times now looking back to season 2 like when at the dinner party from hell when she kind of threw out there that he would never emotionally satisfy you. Do you think that she really picked up on that? Do you really believe that she really kind of knew what was kind of going on or creeping in the shadows for them? I think Allison is the real deal. Her there you go. energy that she reads is so spot on to me that I feel, yeah, I do. You know, and she got a lot of criticism at the time. Everyone was like, oh, you're picking up on Camille's energy because she's divorcing with, and she's like, no, I, I wasn't because I already knew that because I was friends with them, you know? Oh, see now, I okay, right. She was, she already knew kind of what was going on behind the scenes right. because she was friends with Kelsey. Right. right. So she's no, like, I wasn't picking up on that. No, I really do think that she, and you know, she had a great point when she was on my podcast, Allison. She's like, if you're a medium that is confident in your abilities, you don't need to be right. Like, she's like, I haven't been waiting 13 years to be proven right. Like, I know I was right because I know my what my ability is. So I saw what I saw and I know I was right. I, you know, you're all making this a thing where you're proving me right 13 years later. I never was sitting around waiting for that moment. And I'm like, that's such a good, valid point. That is a great point, actually, because I think, 
I mean, obviously, the minute that they announced that they were separating, uh, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Well, I was in Dubois. She called it from the beginning. And, I mean, again, I think she should be confident in her abilities because she was very right. Now, the other person, I, I don't know if you've really got into all that, but the other person that's allegedly mixed up in all of this is the whole Morgan Wade thing. What do you think about that? I, I kind of think there's a little truth to it in my opinion i think there's a little i bit. feel there's a little tr i feel like where there's smoke there's fire right i, I guess you know I think, I think we're there i think i think it's there for sure and uh I, I feel like i don't know i guess i'm like a little nervous to see how it all plays out with the new season because i again i do like kyle i do like mauricio but i do think that there is some truth to that for sure i do think there's some truth to that how much longer do you have by the way because i know you said you had a hard stop time like another five minutes ish okay okay so i'm gonna just we skip on go, down to we could go a little longer Right, I'm gonna skip right on down to New Jersey, okay? The New Jersey. Now, according to the blogs, everybody has been asked back. Everybody has received their, I guess, their notice to come back. What do you really think about the show moving forward? Do you think it's gonna make sense for everybody to be shooting again together? Will they shoot again together? How do you think that's all gonna work out in the end? I mean, well, like, there are no contracts as of right now today the day we're recording like contracts have not been sent out the rumor is everybody got a call to say we want you back but i first of all to me it's like until so look do i think everyone's coming back sure i do to me is a call that means nothing like i want to know your contract was signed filming started and then i'm interested in you know, but so I, I'm not even convinced everyone's coming back until a contract is signed. I don't think they really know what to do with New Jersey, because if they did, I think the contracts would already be out. Having mm, said, having said that, I do think they would like to have everyone back. And it was a highly rated show. And I don't think they want to get rid of Melissa. I just, nobody wants to watch this with Teresa and Melissa anymore. Nobody. Yeah, and that's my thing. I don't see how they're going to make it work because I'm not interested in it past really last season. All that was just so dramatic and over the top. And I really don't know how they're going to make it work to the audience's favor. I'm interested to see, but I, I do agree with you. I do think they're kind of sitting on pins and needles trying to figure out what's going to happen with New Jersey. Well, I don't want to run over too much of your time. I know you're a very busy man. And I just want to say thank you again from the bottom of my heart for doing this with me. Well, I, will, I was going to say, I will come back anytime you want. I mean, there's always things yes. happening in the Bravo world. Like this doesn't have to be our only meeting. Feel Absolutely. free to, you know, I mean, I will also share this. If you tag me on Instagram, when it comes out all over, I will share this everywhere. I was also going to say people should, if they like what I've had to say, they should follow, they should listen to Behind the Velvet Rope on Apple and Spotify, anywhere you find podcasts, Behind the Velvet Rope, and they can follow us on Instagram at Behind Velvet Rope. It's all Bravo. It's all Housewives, more or less. It's all this stuff. So, but I really will come back anytime. You know, I mean, I, your words are very kind. You know, I appreciate, oh, thank you. I appreciate you for listening to my show so diligently. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm a big fan, like I said. And again, again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. And I do want to have you back because I didn't even get through all my questions. So we will have another row at this. 
And I'm excited about that. But again, he already told you where you can go find him on all his platforms. Go support Behind the Velvet Road podcast. It's my favorite podcast. So if you love me, you'll love Love it. And I want to say thank you, David, once again. And I hope you have a fantastic day. And thank you for coming on. Thank you so much. And keep in touch. Absolutely. All right. I'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. Bye.